0: Yeah, why does Drecker beer always taste so good? Because you drink it when we record a
1: podcast.
2: Because they're a million dollar company? Oh.
1: Another thing. I just want you to know, Big G. This table is not to be putting shit on mid podcast. What do you mean? When you were fucking clanking around last week on it. It was <laughs> so hard to fucking edit that shit out. I don't know if you realize that. I didn't. Yeah. Don't use this table when we're recording because like Shit picks up very well. Squake like this. That I can handle a little more. You're just making Mason get all yeah, happy here. Let me crank up your phone. Give it a shot again. Oh, yeah. What do we got over here? Nothing oh, a little ASMR. Oh, yeah. There you go. Now no, no, no you can. Oh, now I can.
2: Okay. Hey, there we go some ASMR
1: for Wade 97 we're coming at you with all the news bits we've got some beer and we're ready to
3: Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G.
1: Hello and welcome, Magic folk, to episode 128 of This Week in MTG, your 8 a news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts, uh, Matt. Over there, we got Big G. What's up? And to my left, we have the one, the only... Jenny. Yeah, yeah, I'm, Oops. Here. Oops.
2: I'm here. I'm here. He's here. Here,
1: he does exist. He's not just a digital entity that became an NFT to human.
2: I have, incarnate. I have the Jedi effects. <laughs> I just appear when I want to be, or want to. Oh no, no, disappear. no.
1: Let's see if we could get some people uh, triggered here. Uh, you, are you part of the middle class of Jedi? That's the thing that I will smack you over the head with this as <laughs> soon as I'm done drinking the beer. <laughs> okay. So is is it midichlorians, midichlorians? What's the what's the, the, the Jedi Force explanation? It is bullshit. That is what it is. It is bullshit. You are either one with the force or you are
0: not. There's no magical bullshit that goes with it. Or small micro bullshit that goes with it. It it's the force. Duly noted. Sorry. Go on.
1: But yeah. Thank you guys for deciding to join us this fine evening or whenever you decide to listen to this podcast after it comes out live. Let's jump into some business here before we begin the podcast because we got some peoples to thanks and some sponsors to talk about and a breakdown to get to. Hell yeah, let's do it. So, big thank you to first off, you, the amazing listener that is here right now taking our sultry voices into your ears in whatever manner that you have, whether it be speakers or earbuds or headphones. We got Big G messing around with his mic here, trying to get... Trying to get it in a better location, so that way I'm
0: not playing with it as much.
2: <laughs> that's what she said.
0: Yeah, Ooh. buddy.
1: Is that bad if she's trying to get in a position where she doesn't have to play with it as much?
0: I don't know. <laughs> but, on, <laughs> but but on the that's what she said front. So last week, one of my students in one of my larger classes pulled out a that's what she said at like the worst time. Like not worst as in hey, this got us way off topic like zero sense. Okay. Looked at him dead in the eye. If you're going to do that stuff in this classroom, at least make it make sense and be funny. Was it in regards to something that you said? No, it was something another student okay. said. And it legitimately <laughs> other than the fact that it was a girl didn't work. <laughs> didn't wor- like <laughs> <it> would, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what
2: he's going for.
0: No, I think he was legitimately trying to sit here and go, "Hey, how can I get how can I get this class off topic and get a laugh?" I'll say a That's what she said. Joke, and I looked. I'm like, doesn't work. Now read your book. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try that again. Ready? Doesn't work. That's what she said. Thank, Thank you. Me. There we go. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it was a little. I, I saw the glimmer, glimmer in your eye, and I'm like, okay, he's gonna do it, and then you didn't. I didn't. And then I, I didn't see
1: which way you were going. We weren't uh, in disappointment. Zapot- we weren't in sepatico there. Yeah, uh, we'll get there. So let's give a big other thank you to our amazing patrons that find that our content is worth sending money towards. You guys are all badass motherfuckers for doing that. And uh, we want to give a big special thank you to them right now. Wade97, Chapman, D. Moose, Amu, The Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Steve, Jacob, Christian, and new to the uh, the This Week in MTG family, the, the Magic Folk family.
2: yes. All weekend. the above. All the above. Yeah, all the above.
1: New, we have Matty K. M A T T Y K. Matty K. Welcome, Matty K. Dude, thank you so much. You are a BAMF. Now, if you guys feel uh, you want to support us as well, you can also check out our Patreon. Uh, we have a couple tiers that you can enter in on uh, one for a monthly drawing for booster packs, and one for a monthly drawing for commander cards that are kind of bling focused. Oh my gosh. We did not... I did not get the wheels spun, so... Oh, and this was the thing that I was going to suggest to do. Like, maybe for patrons, we'll do a secret, like, live stream of spinning the wheel to pick the names. I think that'd be cool. Cool. A little more interaction with the patrons. One, uh, Mano, imano Uno, E, Uno. Yes? Maybe. Yeah, let's try it out. But well, we'll draw those names here, because we drew the, <laughs> the name drawings at the beginning of the month. It was a longer day. We had uh, conferences and stuff, so... Missed out on that part there. We will get those names drawn and sent out uh, soon. Uh, So, if you don't want to support us that way, uh, being a patron, you can also support us by buying playmats. We have these awesome playmats for sale that have our banner on them. Uh, You contact us any way on social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, and be like, yo, I want a playmat. They're 20 bucks. We'll ship them to you wherever you are. And we mean wherever. We ship them to patron Christian, and he lives in Germany. So, We'll work with you. We want these playmats to get used. But if you don't want to hit us up for that, you can also check out our amazing sponsor, J Sports Cards and Gaming, who also sells our playmats for $20 as well. So you can walk, if you're in the FM area, walk to J Dubs, go down there, pick up a playmat, and then you don't have to talk with us at all. No hard feelings. Just just buy a playmat. But speaking of J Dubs, let's hear an ad from them now.
3: J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening? Dubs has it all. Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode.
1: Thank you, (laughs) J-Dubs, for supporting us. If you want to know what uh, Big G and Danny are laughing about, uh, you can become a patron. Because also, I guess, never mentioned this, but that's the thing. Patrons get an unedited version of the podcast as well. Also,
0: little clips of us taking digs at each other for no apparent reason other than... Hey, we're three
1: friends that drink beer and talk about magic.
2: We talk shit. That's all we talk about.
1: Welcome to This Week in MTG. <laughs> if you if you found us because of the new trailer I put out, this is what I meant. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you, J-Dubs. Now for the breakdown. For the breakdown, we have some event results that we're going to talk about in this episode, and we're going to talk about upcoming events as well. From there, we're going to move to no blog-a-talk. Danny did not have a blog at talk We got too no. much to talk about with this ban list that came out today. Fair enough. We do have a lot to talk about today. So, and that, that, that that's the thing. We're going to talk about the ban list, the new, the new B&Rs that were announced today, the uh, the 7th. And then after that, we're going to talk about some secret layers, an Easter egg with a Kamigawa card. And then jump into the meaty topic of Streets of New Capenna announcements and details that were announced last week by blake rasmussen then from there we're going to jump into the conjured currency section where we talk about price trends of magic cards and then we're going to finish with a podcast that kind of corresponds with the ban list and the ban discussion with uh talking about the the commander ban list and kind of going off of what the commander clash guys were talking about big it, g you know it's like we, it's this. like we actually
0: plan this out to correspond with a ban list announcement
1: it, it, it is. We are professional podcasting podcasters.
0: Yep. We know this stuff. We we glimpsed into the future, saw that there was a ban announcement coming, and we were like, you know what? Let's save that podcast for later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It,
1: you, you heard it last week, but we cut it out. Uh, the those that have the Patreon, they can Ooh, watch the unedited. Yeah. Watch. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um. So. Lies <laughs> <laughs> and then after all of that, y'all can go home. We're done with the <clears throat> podcast. You can wait till next week to hear from us.
2: Sounds good. I'll be gone.
1: <laughs> okay oh, so you're giving me that much warning all right bye okay so jumping over to the boggle desk with the big g in the big g heck yeah all right salt report um the salt report
0: i have even though i'm kind of thankful for it because i was already in bed uh, we we're supposed to play matter saturday night webcam magic yeah matt but matt fell asleep Matt didn't answer so I with f- it
2: i fought to sleep stay up
0: and our group chat it was just danny and i talking you know a half hour before like Hey, are we doing this? I need to know. Okay. Um, he's still sleeping. He's not answering our messages after 20 minutes.
2: We started betting. You should have called. <laughs> you wouldn't have answered. Why? Worth so, you, a shot.
1: so you could have ignored us that way too? Okay. So I tried to stay awake. I was playing <laughs> cuphead with my son <laughs> and I fell asleep <laughs> middle of playing cuphead. Last thing I remember is like, dad, you're falling asleep and we're dying. <laughs> And then, and then I, I, I stayed asleep on the couch, and he put the dogs away, and he went upstairs to go to bed. No, here's it just the real, left me on the sofa. <laughs> here's the
0: real question: Did you die and then fall asleep after you were
1: dead? Because no, I was doing it. I was doing it all at the same time. Like I was dozing <laughs> off, and we were fighting the the one nimble, Nimbus lady, the one that turns into um, the uh, the zodiac signs. Like she turns into a Taurus cloud hmm. and charges at you, and then the, the the Gemini one, and then she turns into a moon. And I remember like. Going in and out of sleepy consciousness there. Like, you got this. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, she's she's her again. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, snap. We're getting obliterated by the sun that the twins make and stuff like that. <laughs> so, yeah, fell asleep there. My bad.
0: All right. Well, that's all we got for the salt report. I'm um, Just Matt sleeping in and leaving Danny Christian because he would have probably logged on and played with us. You know, and Danny high and dry. But... I owe you two, but let's get into some modern results that Mm -hmm. after today, I'm guessing that our meta breakdown will actually be a little different moving forward on these ones for the modern events. It's going to be intriguing. All right. So we're going to go over the Card Monster Games monthly modern 2K event. And so real quick precursor to this, when I was looking it up earlier today and looking up a few different ways. They only submitted the top 16 decks onto the MTG Goldfish stuff where I do a little bit of my breakdown stuff versus one of our other websites that we use as well. So there is not a full meta breakdown of the decks that were there, but there were 73 total players for this event. And then, like I said, they submitted the decks for the top eight or 16, sorry, not the top eight, but... Top four decks, we've got Indomitable Creation coming in at first with a four-color variation. Golgari Yawgmoth deck coming in at second place. Uh, Tamir Footfalls deck, and then coming in at fourth place, Amulet Titan. So there we go. There there are just the top four decks for you. Now, the meta breakdown, the most played cards in this tournament, Lightning Bolt had 26 copies covering 44% of the decks, Dragon Rage Channeler, Twenty copies covering 31 percent of the decks. Mishra's Bobble again. Twenty copies, 31 percent of the decks, and Ragavon, 17 copies again, 31 percent of the decks. Now, Danny, if you were a betting man, what do you think the top creature on this breakdown was?
2: Ah, uh, oh, what the fuck's it?
0: Mother monkey,
2: the red monkey.
0: Ah, uh, see, I'm guessing someone wasn't paying attention to the last four... I was not. <laughs> <top> <laughs> ...card breakdowns I'm, I'm just,
2: I'm just saying I'd face <laughs> you guys out when you has talk.
0: <laughs> All right, well, you're not too far off. Dragon Rage Chandler, again, 20 copies, 31% of the decks is the number one. Ragavan is number two with 17 copies, 20, 31% of the deck. Then... Yeah. We've got a Shardless Agent coming in with 12 copies, 19% of the decks, and Endurance, 10 copies, covering 25% of the decks, and this is all statistics out of the top 16 decks. And top spells coming in. Lightning Bolt, 26 copies, 44% go. of the decks. Mistress Bobble, 20 copies, 31% of the decks. Force of Vigor, 12 copies, again, covering 31% of these decks. And Manamorphosis, covering 12 copies and 19% of the decks here. So, not to jump ahead, but I mean, it's going to be interesting to see some of these modern results coming up now with these this recent banning that we will talk about here with Danny in just a little
1: bit. But yeah, this just goes to show that we still have a very red induced meta game in in modern right now with dragon rage channelers and regavans still being like the dominant drive. In the color red. I mean, you got Lightning Bolt as well. And you always hear people's discussion on, like, Lightning Bolt, Unholy Heat. Like, what's the better option and stuff there? It's, it's like... Lightning bolt. I, I'm, I'm with Lightning Bolt as well because it can hit face. Lightning, so. bolt,
2: Lightning Bolt is the most utilized... Utilized... I can't even say the word. Uh, spell in red. It does
1: everything that you want. It's like, Unholy Heat is cool. It can take down big things. But, I don't know. Like, You still get satisfaction from, like, a, a Bolt Snap Bolt synergy there you know uh combo
2: yeah or or you just build your deck around casting spells well and
0: and honestly though here's the thing it it's gonna go down to your preference of do you just want to focus on getting your planeswalkers and creatures with unholy heat or do you want to be able to hit anything with lightning bolt
2: yeah Yeah. well with with red burn you don't want to be restricted to oh hey i have a hand of four cards that can't target you or your creature just your planeswalkers it's like that's kind of pointless
1: but even in a control variants, like the option to be able to just like a one mana spell to take out a big thing or a high loyalty planeswalker is not is not a negative like you see a lot of you see a lot of decks that go for like a 4-2 split for lightning bolts unholy heat or vice versa and stuff that they're like if they're calling the metagame to be more creature heavy that they don't have to worry about like bolting face and they are more confident in their creatures like regavans, drcs or death shadows like doing the damage then unholy heat just kind of like is the uh the uh way to clear that board so that way those creatures can can get in for their pokes and pokes and prods
0: yeah and i mean so like i said with when we talk about the banning announcement it will be interesting to start seeing the next couple of weeks what kind of how that shakes up the meta a little bit But that is all we have for some past event results. So we are going to jump into some upcoming events. We got one big national one, or, well, I suppose international when you look at it. And then uh, local to the Fargo-Moorhead area. And then one especially for our Discord family. So first up, one of our local LGSs here in the area, Paradox, is starting up their Crazy 8 stuff. And we will give a reminder for this again next week but March 19th. They are doing a chaos draft, so all players must provide four 15 card booster packs of their choice. You must bring at least two unique booster packs. I think it goes without saying, but they did put it in this in the event details. You may not bring unseries or silver border cards or any packs from sets that are designed for multiplayer use. So Commander Legends? Does that I would fall say in there? I would say Commander Legends, Conspiracy, Double Masters, Double Uns- Masters, unstable or on. What yep. Any unsets, but then it goes into it when it comes to the entry fee stuff. So entry fee is nine dollars and ninety nine cents plus the four packs of your choice, and then all packs must be fifteen card packs that follow the rules above. So there we go. A little bit better details for you on that one. And the format for this one is Swiss rounds, and then. Uh, cut into the tops and it didn't give a number so I think it'll be depending on attendance whether it's a cut into top four or cut into top eight and when. like I said this is March 19th and this will be starting up at around noon where Paradox Comics and Cards in Fargo North Dakota and here is the breakdown of the prizes for you so first place we'll get a crazy eight play mat and we will go ahead and uh, find a picture of it for you guys and put it up somewhere for you it looks really cool it does, and then a part of this crazy eight thing is if you win one of the eight tournaments, you get put onto the final table for a mystery event. So you earn Ooh. your you earn your final spot at the table here. Okay, but so play in for the finals exactly. So and there hasn't been any details, no teasers, no spoilers, nothing about this. But if you go four and oh, you get six packs, and this is all based on sixteen players in attendance. 3 and 1 you get 4 packs. 2 and 2 you get 2 packs and then everything else you get 1 pack. There's your pity pack. Thanks for coming, stopping on by. See you later. So, because the 3 of us are in the area, are either of you guys planning on doing any of these events? Yes. Probably not. Do you have one that you're like, "Yes, it's happening."
1: I want to take part in the modern one. Okay. Let's see how I do in there. I got I got a janky brew that's going to get slapped like super hard, but
0: worth yeah, that'd giving be, a shot.
1: That'd be the fun place to check it out, especially then if it wins, you can go, I won a crazy tournament with Jank. Yes, at Doc's. At Doc's. At Doc's. Uh, so. To those that don't know, Doc's is uh, more on the, the competitive side of the Fargo FM area.
0: Yep. And then J-Dubs is, it is competitive, but right. it's it's definitely a
1: they're not as cutthroat. Like, they're more yeah. casual. Like, they're, uh, Docs has the cutthroatness of, like, ha ha, screw you. Where, uh, <laughs> at least with J Dubs, it's like, ha ha, I slapped your cheeks. Want to get a beer? <laughs> 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 That's what it feels like there.
0: And, uh, and, to just to, you know, make sure we're covering bases and everything, too. Any of that, like, ha ha, fuck you at Docs, it's a very small percentage oh, overall. Yes, yes. Overall, Docs a lot is a of great people. Place to go to still. A lot of people that play at J Dubs play at Docs, and vice versa. And then we've got a few other places in town that do some things too. But overall, it's a very welcoming environment. It's yeah.
2: just the OG of Fargo. Yeah, it is. For play. It's,
1: it's been around. God, twenty five. Has they ha, they've been around over twenty five Ma- years now? Yeah, they've been around just as long as Magic has. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because so. until start like when Alpha came out, I think no. I think it was Beta. Was it Beta?
0: I think so. Okay. So.
2: Well, I know it was one of the first few sets.
0: Yeah, but like we were talking about, and I've been playing there for my tenure of playing Magic. You know, that's where I started playing as far as competitive play, so.
2: I think that's where all of us started.
0: Yep. Yeah. But you know what? Let's jump into a little lar- little bit larger scale event here. We've got the Neon Dynasty Championships coming up from March 11th to the 13th, and it'll be live on Twitch, and a little bit different for this one. Formats are Alchemy and Historic doric constructed we will have four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in prizes plus all of the competitors are going to be working for their spot at the M- mtg world championships that will be later this year and just going on over a couple of the notable people that i'm excited for being on the uh broadcast team we've got riley knight cedric phillips and then i'm probably going to butcher his last name by mistake but Corey. uh Baumeister. Baumeister. Okay, there we go. And I don't know, have you guys ever gotten to play Corey?
1: Yeah, I I played Corey uh, against him with a commander deck back in 2018 at uh, Northern Invasion. Oh, nice. Yeah. uh, A friend of ours, Jeremy, he had these monocolored flipwalker commander decks, and we all played them there, and it was fun. We were in an RV together. It was a blast. Sick.
0: I know. I got to play him. We did states 2018 too, actually, and I got to play him at states in the top eight. Nice. And I lost, but according to him, I was the only person to actually beat him in one game because we split.
1: What? So oh.
0: I felt pretty good, and it was nice my, little feather in your cap, there, bud. It was, and it was my allies deck too, so it made it <laughs> <bad>. nice. <laughs> All right, but that kind of gives you the covering there. Um, there are a lot of people that are going to be playing in this event. And just because it is covering some of the pros and some of the people that won their invitations via playing in arena and getting up to platinum, I figured we'd just kind of see where things go. And, you know, maybe, maybe we'll do some tweets
1: out and updates as maybe any of the three of us are watching, but. Indeed. A couple notable names here though. I want to point out, we get uh Yuta Takahashi, the magic world champion. Andre Mengucci. Mangu- uh, God, I'm so bad at saying names here. <laughs> and then we got the the likes of Sam Black and we have Dom Harvey playing in this event as well. All right. So, I already
0: saw your answer, but Matt, how how many games are you going to try to watch for this?
1: I mean, I'll keep it uh I'll keep it in the background. I yeah. can't imagine I'm doing too much and stuff. And let, I'll be working in the morning, so it starts at 10, did it say? Yeah. Starts at 10. Yeah, so I'll only be a couple hours behind by the time I get back home and can start watching it. So
0: Yeah, I might throw up while I'm doing some correcting and grading and paperwork and stuff at school on my prep period. I might throw up and just watch one game or two while I'm up on a prep period. So we'll see how it goes. All right. But now for the This Week in MTG viewers listeners discord members all of the above we've got our no modifier Disco- discord arena event that we talked about last week and i don't think we talked about it last week did we yeah we did did we yeah i thought because we had no modifier on and he talked that's about it. right he did okay Jeez. So, some reason do you, i thought, I thought do you it even be, pay attention sir I don't
1: pay you're attention. on the podcast and
0: on you don't the pay podcast. attention
2: you edit po- the
1: podcast <laughs> do not invent the podcast
2: edit oh edit edit oh. he said edit I did not say invent. I said edit.
1: Okay, I think I got my ears cleaned.
2: I'll okay, perfect. That. There we go. Yeah, we talked about, about it last week here. because
0: because we left a few I, notes out so that way people would go on and join the Discord so that way they could see some of those fun tidbits like the event code itself
1: and what you're playing for. Oh, oh, oh. and that Yeah, that's right. Last week we said what packs, uh, said the packs, and Big G and I, we're matching that. There's 27 pa- yep. prize packs here. Yep, here you go. You ready? Hold on, hold on.
0: That's the sound of nine of the potential packs you could win when you play in this event. I got
1: got my nine up in there.
0: Hey, there we go. Here are a couple of details we will give you about this event. So who? Well, it's you, the Discord, and uh, This Week in MTG family members. We've got 8 to 16 spots from the Discord, so you must have a Wizards account, the Arena client itself, and access to the Companion app because that's how you will be matched up. You will be playing direct game matches, and these will be...
1: Oh wait, wait, yeah. It is still so we'll direct be, game, but yeah, you each.
0: will be playing direct game, but the format now, because of Matt and I upping the ante to twenty seven packs up for grabs for total prizes, it is actually going to be standard traditional, so get ready to have some fun with Kamigawa
1: Neon Dynasty standard. No modifier did this so that way, you know, people who just sign up to Arena can use the free decks yep. that they give you. So you don't need a huge card collection to be able to play. So
0: that'll be the fun part. So you get to do direct games, and it's best of three Swiss rounds into the final four, which will then be a single elimination. And if I remember correctly, he actually said, you'll have a week to play each of your games.
1: League style is yep. what he was uh, he was saying. So it's like one week, get, meet with the person on the bracket, do your match, uh, report the results, and then it, re- and then it uh, advances the following week, and then you repeat until the end and stuff the sooner we get it done the sooner we could get to the top eight and stuff so i don't know all all the online leagues that i've done like via via spell table and stuff like that there people have been pretty good it's like i want to play these games right now because i enjoy playing magic
0: well and then the other part too is we'll have to talk with no modifier about the exact changeover for the events but i would probably say some some kind of correlation between our live broadcast and and that so i don't know so Join. that way they can listen to us beat face of their opponents and get our faces yeah. beaten by
1: the opponents hell yeah let's do it well i suppose <laughs> are you signed up are you signed up i am Heck and i yeah. downloaded redownloaded arena on my computer i'm gonna kick your ass <sighs> not if i kick your ass first i already built a standard deck that i'm so excited for for this <sighs> yeah i don't have the why i don't have a lot of wild cards i gotta like i've been using the pre-built decks. So i'm like Start grinding. <laughs> I got to
0: grind so I can actually get the build of this deck I want. I have a pseudo build based off of what I had. Jeez, calm down, try hard. Hey, <laughs> I don't I don't think this, this deck might do well, but I have a funny feeling that it's just going to be kind of a, meh, what's up? I'm hoping to do one thing, and that's all I want to do. I don't and, play standard. And you will have to find out next week. When we probably talk about some of the events and how they're going, because wait, what's that? Oh, yep, that's right. Tonight after the podcast is the cutoff. Tomorrow we, if as long as we have enough players, I thought you said tomorrow was the cutoff when the episode came out. Well, from the, we'll have to double check. It will be starting tomorrow at some point. I can't remember if he said he was going to wait until after the live broadcast or when the episode
1: drops but I was pretty sure it was the live join the discord jump in we have 16 slots of it uh, six, oh, there's 16 slots available total Total, and we have uh, 12 slots there eight slots still I think so I'll scroll down I'm at the point
0: where it okay. has all the details so uh, this will be an arena event um, using discord using the companion app so make sure to you know jump on our discord hop into a table while you're playing with your opponent so that way you guys can shit talk each other and Wait, what's that? Yes, it is totally free to play in this event. All you got to do is be on our Discord. Get that code on the Arena Chat channel. And first place gets there for We'll have to actually talk with no modifier too about the breakdown now that we've upped the ante for the prize packs. But So, there, are, there's 27 packs total up for grabs. So, we'll get there. Um, And he is going to look Tuesday morning and if there's enough, he will start. So, You've got until tomorrow morning, I would probably say 7 o'clock central time, to get signed up and get in there. And yes, uh, direct uh, direct game, standard traditional, best of three, 60 card minimum, along with the sideboard. You don't have to have it, but it's always good to have that sideboard, especially in a best of three. And yeah, that's it. That's it for that part of the event. But definitely join the Discord so that way you can keep up to date on any changes that get made or... Possible future arena events with the This Week at
1: MTG family. Yeah. So. Nomad was talking about uh, maybe doing a quarterly thing here, and I would totally be down for something like that. Hell yeah. And then just joining the Discord is already pretty cool. We we, we go in there, we, we talk shit, we talk magic, we post memes, we talk card card trends, price trends, and stuff like that as well.
2: Occasionally get together and play cards over Spell Table. We do, you do. Have,
1: we do have Spell Table tables.
2: And we have a
0: channel that kind of announces... As people are looking for games and everything, too. So, yeah. Nice little community of uh, of nerds. And we're growing. We're over 50 on the Discord now, which is awesome.
1: I know. So beautiful. Slowly but surely, this is the year for this week in MTG. To whoever becomes, I'm going to make it now, to whoever becomes the 69th member (laughs) of the Discord, (laughs) I will send you a double masters pack. Because everyone wins with sixty nine. Because
2: you are a thirteen year old. Calm down. You it's say, yeah, funny, man. damn it. Hey, 13-year-olds. hey, we
1: named our sixty ninth episode the Noise episode. <laughs> I remember that very well. And episode one sixty nine probably going to be something along that lines too. Hundred noise. Hey, there we go. going to say. all? I was going to say, say lonely noise. One sixty nine. Well, we'll, nice. we'll we'll work on the name when we get there.
2: Yeah, let's <laughs> let's
1: continue. Well, you're
0: up
2: next, there, hotshot. I'm all done with the event stuff. Good, finally. Sorry, but uh, bigger news than events <laughs> is what came out on the line today with the new BNR. We have, as of March seventh, we have now Luris of the Dream Den is banned in Pioneer Modern, and then we have some banning and unbannings in Popper. We have Galvanic Relay, which is banned. Um, Disciple of the Vault is banned But we have Expedition Map is being unbanned In Popper I know Matt was kind of confused Why that was being unbanned
1: Not unconfused I was just more surprised that it got the unbanned
2: That was the word I was looking for So these go in effect um, as of the 7th So yesterday when this comes out uh, Magic Online also the 7th So let's talk about the article That is brought to you by Michael Mayers Or Majors um, So with Modern um, since the release of Modern Horizons 2, Modern has enjoyed a period of experimentalization and exploration. Despite, despite that, Lurus of the Dream Den has remained a ambiguous presence in the format across multiple archety- archetypes. Lurus' play rate, which is r- roughly 31% in Magic Online League decks that started with four wins, points to a card that is contributing to the homogenization. Homogenization. There we go of the modern play experience there is not a significant enough deck building cost to incorporate it into a widely variety of strategies as it is often the case in larger non-rotating formats there's already a strong incentive uh, incentives to include as many cheap and effective cards as possible in your deck due to the format speed and a variety of other uh, pressures lures compounds with uh, compounds those incentives by providing a powerful additional resources or that helps to alleviate the weaknesses of filling your deck with cheaper and often less impactful cards as game goes on. For too many archetypes, slurs isn't the trade-off, but purely an additive. Due to the play data, community feedback, and desire to keep as diverse a range of cards options as possible available to players in modern, Lurs of the dreamed end is banned in modern, which surprisingly took this long because it was literally in everything that you saw. Like for the event results, yeah,
3: yeah
1: we've had several weeks of uh, there. There were several weeks of modern challenges where there's like three decks, three Luris decks. One of the biggest ones was two weeks ago, I think. There were four uh, GDS Grixis Death Shadow decks with the Luris Companion, and then there was one Red White Prowess deck with Luris as the companion. So five Luris decks in the top eight of the weekend challenge. Yeah, well,
0: and then too, like... I think about... I I saw this and I was super excited because Zoomerjund is gone. Yeah. Or right. is it, it, though? It
1: might stick around. Like, it, it, it'll still... I imagine it'll still keep the package. Like, but what are they going to do? Are they going to now start bringing back Liliana in and stuff? Or are they going to start going as far as, like, Bloodbraid? Or is Bloodbraid just kind of, like, outclassed now? Is I don't this, know. I think
0: Boomerjund might, might come back a little bit because with... You know, with big changes like this, sometimes... You know That causes big ripple effects all the way through where it's like okay, let's go let's go back to what worked for a little while and then new stuff will come up. But maybe there will be some kind of meshing of the two, Zoomer
1: and Boomer Jund. Yeah, I'm totally excited to see if there's going to be something with Bloodbraid Elf into some cool three drop Jund shenaniganery that we have missed in the past year and a half due to just lurus obliterating not obliterating uh commanding a presence of uh, respect i guess in the jund format the jund builds and and stuff like that because in the beginning of lurus companion and jund zoomer jund and stuff uh the urza saga was definitely like the linchpin to make like zoomer jund the deck of choice i can't imagine like that 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 urza saga package is going to be changing from there but I oh, know we're, we're going to see more Liliana the Ho- Lilianas of the hope, not hope, uh, Liliana the Veil and
2: uh, Bloodbraid Elf.
1: So, calling it now. Keep an eye out for moving up in price of Liliana the
2: Veils. Hell yeah! Me back up since she dropped.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's going to be moving back up. Jun play, Jun players love their expensive cards. Ain't that right, Big G? I plead the fifth. Yeah, of course we love our expensive <laughs> cards.
0: God damn, <laughs> they make the world go round
2: so piggybacking off your year and a half statement the Jun players who are playing laris have had a year and a half to figure out a substitute for laris it's in their sideboard their sideboards now just become their main board yeah
1: yeah i can imagine that they're going to be putting more oh endurances endurance is putting in there we go we are going to see that more well, probably than.
0: some endurances and some griefs and everything so
1: <sighs> is griefs a thing for john though I guess we're not the kind of podcast to necessarily be diving too deep into that. Well right it depends so. it
0: depends on your build because like if you were going back towards the a little bit more towards like Boomer Jun style with Liliana's and the Discord carding and everything, I just about said discording and everything, but <laughs> discarding and everything. I mean endurance or not endurance, but uh grief would probably work pretty well within that build, but you never know, I'm sure we'll probably see some some little builds Concussion. towards that and everything. But
2: so anyways, back to the ban list. Speaking of Pioneer and Lurus, um, well, considerably less dominant than Pioneer today, about 20% in Magic Online League decks that started with 4 wins, uh, we expect Lurus' metagame share will only grow as Pioneer's card pool expands. Our philosophy for Pioneer is to create the most compelling sandbox build Built for recent standard formats as Pioneer continues to grow over time, that incentive of non-rotating formats to pick and choose the most effective cards from each release will become more pronounced and Lurus will only serve to accelerate the process. Uh, in the interest of preserving the diversity that Pioneer, Pioneer is enjoying rather than waiting for the critical mass in which Lurus of the Dream Den is problematic and is banned in Pioneer.
1: Yeah, that was another one. You saw it in, like, the Rakdos builds, the Orzhov Aura style builds. Yeah. And, I don't know, it's Luris. Like, he was just popping we, up everywhere. I don't think we need to, like, really say, like, yeah, the, the amount of, like, low-drop cards that Wizards has been printing has made it very easy for people to just, like, oh, all we have to do is now cut out these, like, three-drop three, three drop cards and we can have Luris an eighth card in her opening hand. Yeah, and we can't really discount the fact that it's like yeah, an eighth card in your hand at the beginning of the game because like you, to free morgan. Tra- you build your strategy and shit around yep. that. It's like yeah, so yeah, I, I don't. Mean, I don't think there's any like even the play- people who play Lurus, I don't think they're like they, open arms, pitchforks, and torches. They knew
2: it was coming. Yeah, and, well, that's, I, why, and that's why I said they probably already have a replacement for it.
0: Well, and I bet you too. A lot of those guys that guys and gals that were playing Lurus are like. Oh, thank God. I can play something that's not one or two cost. <laughs> right? Get, yeah, get so. some more of the cool spicy cards right. that are coming out. Because I know, like, when I was prepping my
1: Jun deck when I shifted it over to zoomer or Jun, I was like, but I want to play Liliana and I want to play Blood Braid. Cool thing that we're going to be covering here in the contract Currency section because of this recent ban, I definitely am thinking that this card that had moved up in price is going to be moving up even more. And, uh, that's what we call it tease in the industry. Stick around for the countercurrency section there,
2: folks. I know. back to BNR again. <laughs> um, yeah. So speaking of Luris and the companions, um, while Luris' presence in well, yeah. Modern Pioneer are large enough for us to act today, the rest of the companions are seeing a play rate that is in line with their reverse and healthy metagame. Like other com- uh, components of our environment, uh, we'll, con- they'll- we'll continue to monitor them. For undesirable and repetitive gameplay and make the individual changes as necessary.
1: The biggest thing when it came to that, when they when the the fact that they're specifically commenting on companions, it's like, yes, they understand companions as a mechanic is probably not the best. And I feel like maybe this is like one of the key examples of like where they're not gonna try to make more companions, because you hear people online, it's like ban the companions or give us more. I feel like this is just like uh Kind of more of that stepping stone of like confirming there's not going to be in Modern Horizons three different companions and stuff like a new a new wave of them. Well, what I mean I too,
0: think, thinking about like the companions coming out of Icoria, that kind of fit the theme because it was oh hundred you know, percent monster, monster theme, monster hunter mutate mutate. Um, even thinking about things like people calling it, you know, oh look, here's my Pokemon. I mean, it is kind of fitting of that theme, and until we go back to a plane that is similar or go back to Ikoria, I wouldn't see
1: us getting any companions
0: Please anytime
1: not. soon. I don't think anybody can argue the fact that companion wasn't a flavorful mechanic for the set. Powerful as it was, is, was, was when it was originally made.
2: It's, it's not a plane-to-plane ability. Correct. It's a one-plane or a group of planes, abilities that are yeah. built around what Garrett was saying is buddies of creatures or allies, per se. Allies? Yes. <laughs> I, I knew that was going to perk his interest. You got a half chub over here. What about allies? Just saying companion could be an ally.
1: So when it comes to the other companions that are, like, showing up a lot is we have Yorion and Gingantha, and then it would kind of be, like, Obosh is, like, the next tier one and stuff. Yeah. Obosh only goes in like the Obosh burn style decks. There hasn't seemed to be any like breaking the mold, uh, breaking the, the 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 glass ceiling of modern leagues with Obosh different style decks. But like Yorion, you got Yorion blank, you got Yorion taxes, and Yorion control, like Azorius style control. Yeah. Like you got those are like the three decks where Yorion goes in. And it's like, those are still not as ubiquitous as something like what Ulurus is. And when it comes to Jingantha, Jingantha is just I don't know, that, that that's the embodiment of like, oh, it's a free card to add in right now. If you can build your deck to where it doesn't matter to have <laughs> multiple pip colored pips and stuff. I don't know. But I don't know. I'm fine with the Lyrus band and I'm fine with having all the others still and around.
0: Honestly I'm glad it happened because I'm gonna see a few I'm sure a few things are gonna be changing, like I said, where it's gonna be, you know, whether it completely changes the meta to start, you know, including some more like four, three or four CMC, sorry, mana value cards. CMC
2: is still acceptable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I know some other people are now they're, okay, Wizards changed it. We got to say mana value. Well, but they whatever.
2: can go get butthurt. hurt. Whatever.
0: Um, but it'll be interesting to see how things change too. And especially with Pioneer starting to get its traction back oh, from prior sure. to COVID times. So it'll be fun.
1: Um. Uh, hmm. In modern... The Death Shadow decks. I'm just curious of what they're going to do. Are they going to like start putting Street Wraiths and stuff back in then? Because Lur's Bobble combination is no longer going to be as a prominent combination for just decks to to, to throw in anymore. So well, it's like, is Street Wraith going to be taking place of what Mishra's Bobble was?
0: Well, and that's the thing too. Like, look, just going back up to you know top creatures and spells and everything too. You can clearly see the top two creatures out of that, out of the events that we reported on from Card Monsters. You know, those are in Luris style decks. So you've got Channeler and you've got Regavon. Yep. So, and then you're looking at the spells too, which doesn't play as much of a factor with the number one being Lightning Bolt. But yeah, number two being Bobble Bobble with 20 copies and covering 31% of the decks. It lines up perfectly with the stats that they put in the ban announcement too. So it's... yep. One of those kind of probably happy coincidence, coincidences that comes out of us reporting on an event and a ban announcement the same day
2: hmm they'll never ban lightning bolts no no they won't it's only and, it's only twelve damage for four
0: exactly and there's no real way to there's no real way to recur those out of your graveyard is there oh snap. up. <laughs> 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 and it's not like there's any way to double up spell cards, right? No, no such thing. That being said, it's a lot harder to do that than it is
1: to recur things out of your graveyard once every turn because you have a card on the field. So, very true. But yeah, okay. So I will be taking over here a little bit for the uh, popper banning and announcements. Okay, so first off, a reminder that Gavin Verry has created the popper format panel where they keep a very close eye on popper the popper format and make bans and unbans accordingly he has a very well in-depth article that talks about all three choices that they have done for banning and unbanning of galvanic relay disciple of the vault and unbanning of uh, expedition map so quickly to mention With the Galvanic Relay, kind of falling under in the same category of what Chatterstorm was doing for the Storm decks, being like a super powerful card. The fact that, okay, so Galvanic Relay, Red 2, Sorcery, Exile the top card of your library, during your next turn you may play that card and then Storm. So it gives you like a crap ton of card advantage until your next turn for all this and it just like builds into the Storm decks and that's the key takeaway, it falls in the same realm of what chatterstorm has done and with disciple of the vaults um kind of looking at what the atog ban happened last last month uh for those affinity style decks of like being super aggressive sacking artifacts there was the new did they talk about it uh they have a couple uh examples of like artifacts sacrifice abilities like with reckoner's bargain and Uh, Quark clan shaman and stuff to help like really just like focus in on a Disciple of the Vault sack artifacts make your opponents lose lifestyle and because of that Affinity was like super powerful with all the low drops Affinity style and uh, because of that they wanted to just like tone down what Affinity could do and then finally uh, with the unbanning of Expedition Map essentially is they wanted to toss Trondex a bone because of the last banning of hitting both Bonder's Ornament and Prophetic Prism which both primarily were played in tron decks they're like here you can be able to get your ears towers and stuff (laughs) a little easier Uh, that's the gist of it the whole article is a very well in-depth read and uh they have talk on other cards here which we will not mention at the moment because we got a bunch of other news to go highly recommend reading this article if popper is the format that you are very intrigued on if you're uh, devoted to and from there let's jump into the news topics So the first thing in the news section is we're just going to have a friendly reminder that the newest Secret Layer Super Drop ends March 18th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. This Super Drop includes the Street Fighter collab, the showcase Neon Destiny, Neon Inc., the Little Walkers, introducing Kaito Shizuki, special guest Yuko Shimizu, uh, Shades Not Included, pictures of floating worlds, and Kamigawa, the manga, the cards. We go into more detail on this Super Drop in episode 126, where you can hear Big G ride the struggle bus with pronouncing card names. That was an addition from you, wasn't it? It was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That it was. (laughs) So... Give that episode a listen to if you're interested to hear what we have to say about it, or just click the link down in the show notes below to look at the secret lair page directly. And speaking of secret lairs, the Astrology Pisces secret lair is now available for purchase. This is part of the year-long secret lair that Wizards is doing to that is going off of the uh, Astrological Zodiac signs. And for the month of March, it's Pisces. The whole series is done by the artist Jean D'Angelo in their unique style and you can buy them throughout the whole year. So Capricorn, uh, I can't remember what February was now. Aquarius? Yeah. Capricorn, Aquarius and Pisces are all available for the rest of the year and stuff. From there. All done. Ready for me. All done. Oh, perfect.
0: All right, so have you been opening up your packs of Kamigawa Neon Dynasty and have you been lucky enough to pull one of the hits Hitsuji Hitetsugu. Damn it. I was working on this
1: fucking Christ. <laughs> I got you, boot, don't worry.
0: Thanks. Devouring Chaos Neon Treatment cards. If you have, listen up. There is something cool you can do with that card and an app. A post on Reddit by Caleb Paulus, founder of Pinfinity, a company that makes AR collectible pins for a bunch of different fandoms, including Magic the Gathering, stated in regards to it, you can scan it and have it come to life with some slapping music. That's a direct quote quote from the article.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just have to say that. Direct quote.
0: Uh, In the post, uh, Paulus shares a video of what he is talking about using the Pinfinity AR phone app and the card itself. Being scanned as it overlaps, it pops up the card, and the music plays in the background, and an overlay shows different colored buttons that correspond with the different neon ink printings that the card comes in. So when you press one of them, it changes the ink overlay. And then if you also hit the button, it saves the wallpaper for your phone of the neon ink color you choose. Paulus went into com- the comment section to answer some of Redditor's questions. And here are a few that seem to be most important. One Redditor asked if it was intentionally done with Watsy or just happened to be something that Pinfinity did. Paulus answered that it is intentionally with marketing, the marketing team, it was a little treat. Which then was followed by questions that are like, "Are there other cards in the works, and will it work with secret layer cards too?" Paulus replies, "Not currently, and in discussion, could be possible."
1: Very repetitively, but yeah, yeah. So have you? Have, there, there's a. I'm sharing the links down below. It has a little video of it, and it looks kind of cool and stuff. I didn't
0: get a chance to look at it yet, but I saw you comment on somebody that ended up getting all four of them from Paradox. Yeah. I was like, okay, now I got to go find out what this is all about. And I just, I haven't sat down and had the thought process to go, okay, I got to go look at that.
1: Yeah, so the app is free to download and pretty much what you do is you put your uh, card on whatever surface, well-lit surface, hold your phone over it, this overlay pops up, it looks really cool. And the fact that they're talking about uh potentially having us come to like secret layers and stuff it's like yeah that's a nice little touch and uh pinfinity has worked with wizards before as we talked about last week or the week before they had a special kamagawa uh drop that came where you had two collector boost two collector pins uh and a couple other things with a special collect kamagawa collector box i think that was 2 weeks ago yeah, i think it was 2 weeks yeah. ago as well pinfinity's p- pretty cool and no, just having like little uh little AR touch in there seems pretty nice. And then maybe maybe we can get one step closer to having AR battles. to digital monsters. I'm sorry, all I think of is Yu Gi Oh because they've had those before. So you guys ready to talk about some Streets of New Capena? Let's freaking do it. All right. So this one's going to be more of a a, a free ball moment because it's like, I don't know, like this one was a little harder to try and like put into more words uh, aside from just like going off of everything that happened from last week. How do you know what I'm wearing under my pants? Because you told me. Oh, okay. (laughs) Come on, man.
0: Remember this shit.
1: I thought you took Alpha Brain.
0: No, I don't take Alpha Brain. Joe Joe Rogan (laughs) takes Alpha Brain and he's coming after us because we mentioned him last week. Dun, dun, dun.
1: Oh, he's force feeding (laughs) us Alpha Brain. Oh my God. We're in trouble. All right, let's jump into it. So last week, uh, over on the weekly MTG live stream that is hosted by Blake Rasmussen, he went over some initial review, uh, spoilers, spoilers showing of Streets of New Capenna, the spring set for Magic the Gathering. And it's not meant to be like, oh, this is the launch of spoiler season for New Capenna. I've seen a lot of memes and tweets about like, Come on, Waltzy, give it a rest. We can't have a, a, a spoiler season every other week and stuff. And it's like, first uh, off, they yeah. just cleared that they're just like, want to show this stuff. The spoilers aren't happening until later this month. Excuse me, sir. You,
0: um, got, you uh, got some time. I believe I could take every other
2: week. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm fine with that. Personally, it's you probably valid. could, but your wallet couldn't.
0: <laughs> valid
1: point. Never mind. Go back to what we were doing. <laughs> So
2: I'm sure your wife would probably kill you. So
1: we're going to cover over the main details that they talked about. And the main details are just kind of like the building blocks of what to be looking at for Streets streets of New Capenna. They showed off the set symbol for the set and for the commander decks. Both very cool. So Streets of New Capenna, a quick reminder here, is going to be like this noir, 50 style noir. uh, Oh, God, what's that fucking art style name? Uh, Art deco. Not Art Deco. Art Deco, yeah. Yeah. Art Deco. Yeah. Yep. Art Deco, styley kind of stuff, and we're gonna talk about one of the cards that is in the Art Deco style because it looks pretty cool. But uh, streets of new capenna, kind of just ima- imagine like uh, flapper, flappers, speakeasies, Tommy guns, all that shit. Listen here, she with demons and angels and vampires. So the uh, got
2: my attention.
1: <laughs> the set symbol. <laughs> the set symbol is actually pretty legit because it's a pair of brass knuckles with some fucking angel wings around it. Have you seen, guys seen that? Little doosin', doosin'. Dude, fucking really make them mofos fly, right? <laughs> What's that TikTok where like, oh that motherfucker's floating, oh, <laughs> Ooh, he's flying. There we go. <laughs> that that's what these, <laughs> that's what these are fucking gonna do. <laughs> I saw that and that 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 TikTok sound was just playing in my head right there. I'm like, oh, if we ever get a TikTok, we gotta do something like that. I think we can make some pretty gold gold TikTok videos. We got some... Just got some complete chance. over bloopers. That's pretty much all we would need to do is just have a continuously running... Oh, wait, we do. <laughs> okay, so let's cover the dates because the dates are kind of the important stuff here. So Streets of New Capenna story, they're going to be doing the same thing uh, like what they did with Kamigawa where they're going to be releasing the story before the set. So you get to know like what's happening before cards come out. And the whole story is going to be getting released between March 28th through April 5th. And then there's going to be a Streets of New Capenna story video, March 31st. There'll be a debut video, and the previews will officially begin April 7th, one month from now. On April 15th, the full card gallery will be complete, and between the 18th and the 19th, the Commander previews will happen, and the full Commander preview gallery will be completed by April 20th. And this is the other thing here. This is the other thing that they're going to be doing special with Streets of New Capenna that they haven't done in a while. With Streets of New Capenna, they're going to be having the in-store pre-release events happen before the online release of Streets of New Capenna. So we we talked about that a little bit last week, too. We did, yes.
2: That's how it should be.
1: Yeah, and I'm perfectly
2: fine with that. Like, and and why, why would you have online and in-store be the same weekend?
1: Well, I think this uh, this definitely shows. You know, it's like at least in my eyes. I could be wrong here, but at least in my eyes, I see this is like it's 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 Watsy definitely tossing LGS as a bone. Like they do understand that LGSs are one the, of the backbone
2: main. of their industry. Right, and then you had a,
1: you had people on online that were like Watsy doesn't care about the LGS. This is like no, they have. They just haven't done. It in a degree that you believe that they actually should have. And I feel like this is a very strong step forward. We can't forget the, I mean, the Love Your LGS event. Like, this is a little side tangent from Streets of New Campena, but the, the Love Your LGS event, I thought was a pretty solid event of giving cards to LGSs. And uh, I'm, are you going to be talking about how the uh, Commander Legends? Not Commander Legends, the Commander boxes? No, no. Big G has finger on his nose there, so that's why. that that's,
0: Finger on my nose yes. is how I hold thoughts in for the people that aren't, one, watching or two,
2: Tom don't, don't understand do. things. It's effective.
0: It works. Continue. <laughs> so streets in New Capena. You know, Roaring 20s-ish theme. Yep. Okay? So you know you got gangsters and everything. Yep. Head cannon right here. Okay. All the LGSs across the United States ganged up like they became a gang. Okay. They stormed Watsi. And one of them, wa- they appointed somebody to be the point person. And he walked in. Listen here, see. <laughs> we're going to. You need to change things up. Can you pull this cord, please?
1: not <laughs> <laughs> pulling this cord. What I'm doing is I'm clipping that spot right there. Listen here,
0: see. We don't like the way you've been doing things, see. We're going to change some things up. You're going to do it, and we're going to make it so that way we get to profit first. I think it could be a little. Uh, fucking head cannon. That's what I'm going with. You could have made it a little more vaudeville there. I could have, but you know what? (laughs) I'm in. I'm in. That's my headcanon. Change
1: my mind. No, I'm in on that. I like that idea. Anyway, go on. Okay, so uh, they're doing the pre-release events April 22nd, a whole week before the Magic Arena and Magic Online digital releases on April 28th. And on April 28th, there will also be a Streets of New Capenna launch trailer. Worldwide release happens on the 29th, which means that all the stuff is going to get sold. Uh, You can buy the meteorologists and stuff there. Then there will be a commander launch party on the 29th through the 1st. There will be game day events May 5th through the, or May 5th, May 7th through the 15th. And then the store championships will happen July 9th through the 17th. Okay, so when it comes to the story and stuff, like we mentioned, they're going to be posting the story and stuff before all the cards and stuff get announced, and apparently the Command Zone will be sharing a video diving into the story and the background of Streets of New Capenna on March 31st. So if that interests you, go follow the Command Zone and get ready for all of that stuff there. Okay, so the key thing that happened, I don't know, I, I say key, the most exciting thing, the most exciting thing that happened in this live stream from Blake was the preview cards. God, those basic lands. So we're starting with the basic lands, oh, big GA. Oh, God. Danny you saw the basic lens right Danny what are you, what's your thoughts on like 20 style aesthetic and art deco and stuff like if you if you would ask me like I'd feel your answer to this I'm just going to correct me if I'm wrong but I would say that this is like little Danny childhood here like I can not I just picture you being a kid running around with a Tommy gun I was about all to prepared for this stuff Come on, tell me I'm wrong. Like, you would well, totally be the guy that would be having, like, flasks in your boots Why would as you a think kid. this?
2: I, that's the way I just pictured you. Why would you ever think this? I was a sheltered kid.
1: Sheltered kids have whiskey and moonshine. That being
0: and said. Tommy I also guns.
2: never touched that shit until I was in college.
1: That being
0: said, I'll have to find a picture of my junior prom. I look like I'm out of the fucking roaring 20s on this one.
1: <sighs> Dude, <sighs> the,
0: when it comes the,
2: to the good old 20s tux.
1: Well, the zoot suits. Pinstripe, baby. Dude. Oh, boy. Fucking, I think Ye- that's big, a thing. Bigger, thin, thin? Uh, thin pinstripes. Okay. That is a thing with, like, you're you're always going to find, like, a handful. <laughs> you're going to find a handful of fucking people at a high school prom in pinstripe suits that think it's just, like, hey, the most badass thing. You want to know how it gets more badass? How does it get more? Did you wear the fucking hats?
0: You better fucking believe <laughs> I had <laughs> a damn <laughs> fedora. You,
2: you have to. If you're wearing pinstripe, you have to have the hats. <laughs>
0: and... And the cane. You want to know? If you don't have the cane, you're, have, s- you're just a loser. No, I didn't have the cane because not all gangsters had canes. Yeah, not, the good everyone, ones not, in. Them, not everyone got their caps busted. Yeah, but to make it even better. So I did a black with white pinstripes for my junior prom, senior prom,
1: white with black pinstripes. Fuck you. I can't give too much shit because I had a pinstripe suit on my junior, sophomore, my sophomore
2: prom. I also had a fedora
0: oh, look at me. I went to a small school and I could go to prom as a sophomore. Yes.
2: I, I went to sophomore, but I only wore a shirt and tie because it was the guest. <laughs> but I also went to five or six different proms.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was just about to say, I went to a lot of proms in high school. So I, d- I
2: didn't have a talk because so my mom literally bought me a suit and it's like, I wore that. I, it's for my junior prom. I went to junior prom once, senior two senior proms, and then I was asked to uh, two other proms afterwards. Or, Yeah.
1: This week on Past Prom Stories.
2: Right.
0: Yeah,
1: living our our high school glory days. Tell us to shut the fuck we- up. Waste of so money. You guys don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> That's what
2: that was. Oh, I was
0: a prom rep for one of our suit shops in town, so each one of my years was basically free. Oh. I got
1: I got my prom some of my prom glasses up in there with the corsages still. Oh, nice. <laughs> I still do. Oh my god. Wow.
2: <sighs> living in the past let's talk about these basic lands these basic lands
0: (laughs) so these are honestly the shit they look fucking and we've got two different styles too which is awesome um so each they're going to be full full art lands Mm -hmm. and come with a little ones a little bit like i almost want to say like a brighter like hey look at the Look at us! We're living good. We've got the suits, and then one's like that nice
1: deco art style-ish type. Picture this for for the video games fan out there: Bioshock. Ah, there you go. It gives strong Bioshock vibes. I mean, Bioshock is definitely going to be. It, it, it's trying to like do this style, but that's like the best way to do it. I mean, you also have like Archer. Uh, Event, uh, adventures in dreamland and stuff where they yeah. kind of like have that style going on there or if you just want to go for like any like the 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 art style that you see there it, it really just screams uh sharp edges of the 20s and it,
0: honestly it's gonna be really cool and i know we talked in was i think it was our discord we were talking after during the videos and everything too just how you know what wizards here you go take my money I'll buy packs and get these awesome lands. And talking with Christian in Discord, like I like the super layer lands when they come out with the basics. My big problem is you get five lands, five lands, yeah, for thirty bucks. Yep. Where if I spend, you know, if I spend thirty bucks on packs too, I get more than just the lands.
2: Yeah, you're getting, you're getting your what is it? But, five dollars. You can say it's five dollars a pack. So yeah, six lands. Exactly. Plus the other. You know, what, other potential 14, rare cards yeah, that other, you could be getting, too. The other 84 cards that you could possibly get.
0: So, I mean, there's that, hey, I'm going to spend 30 bucks on something. Am I going to spend 30 bucks on these really cool-looking secret lair basic lands? Which right. it truly is. I do like the art. It's just I don't like the fact of it's, for the most part, you get one copy of each land.
1: Yep. If, if you look at typically what a full art basic land has been going for, like typically... Let's be on on. on Let's be generous and say three bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say like two to three, depending depending on the one. Typically, the islands are the most expensive because God fuck Fuck
2: blue, blue. fuck blue on that case. (laughs) Hashtag that will be in our merch store. (laughs) Maybe a sticker, maybe a shirt. We don't know yet, or all of the above. But yeah, no the
1: uh, so like you're gonna be getting like fifteen lands for thirty bucks for the same price. As those five singles, and the, the secret, secret layers
2: aren't that great, yeah. honestly.
1: Pending, pending on them. Those, uh, what was the one that I really liked? The uh, the the uh, metal brutality one, or from Ooh, like
2: yep. that one I liked a lot. I missed out on that. But these uh, emblems that we get for the guilds or the families, I should say. Tell us about it. There's not much to tell. There's there's five. So we have Obscura, which is white, black, blue. It's a hand, looks like with a keyhole, with a sword going into the keyhole. Um, Then we have maestros, which is blue, black, red, with, looks like two swords crossed, and a wine glass, or a gauntlet, or a goblet behind it. Yep. Then we have riveters, which is black, red, green. Again, because of riveters, it looks like it's going to be the machinists, so it's a hammer with an anvil. Then we have Cabra- um, cabrari, um, which is nenea red green white it's a lion on like a emblem or a king kind of thing then we have the brokers the green white blue it is more like a eagle phoenix some sort of bird with a horseshoe kind of look like but yeah those I wonder if those are gonna be on the cards themselves and it, it might be
1: the watermarks yeah Just watermarks like, yeah as yeah, i was saying. it's gonna be the watermarks and you see them well yeah oh right
2: yep there. under the ledge yep yep and speaking of the lands, we have the new or the last of the triumphs. It's yeah. completed, For at least the first round. Valid point. Yeah, because I'm sure they're going to bring them back, just with different ways. Well, that no,
0: that's the thing too. Talking about triumphs and every and finishing off the cycle. I mean, yeah, more often. Well, unless unless you follow the unless rule, yes, they come in tapped. But it's a three color land, or a potential at any of one three color. And it's fetchable.
2: Yep. Yeah, and that's that's the great thing. Yeah. And that's the big thing. That, yeah, it
0: comes in tapped. But there are ways around that, just like everything in our game that we like. Yep. But even if it you know, okay, cool, I'm gonna play this fetch land. All right, cool, at the end of your turn before it gets my turn, I'm gonna fetch out this triome, this three color land that I can fetch out. Oh exactly. look, I can use it next turn.
1: We've exactly. already we've already seen people using triomes in uh in, in modern and stuff, and I know you I um, heard people yep talking about like in the in the grixis death shadow community like do we want to have a single uh of the grixis one when it comes out and then jund another example of jund like jund would totally want that because it's very mana pip uh required because you want to be going like turn two Goyf, turn three liliana turn four blood braid elf going into the old boomer jund style and stuff so it's like it, it it's asking you to have a lot of different pips and stuff. And, like, these Triomes, they help you get the pips. And so it's like, are these going to be the ones that are going to be more important? Because just you got Jund and Grixis and the Esper uh, Triomes here. Yep. Like, those are the primary ones. I mean, because you don't see too many Bant decks. You got, like, Bant's Blink. So, I mean, that one will be going up. But it's, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely going
0: to be the Esper, Grixis, and Jund are going to be the top contenders. Because Naya, you don't see too much.
2: So it's too it's, much in modern. It's not even. It's not even for the three color decks. I run the. I run Triumphs My uh, soul sister deck. My green white soul sister because I run the black one. So I have black in the sideboard. Uh, yeah. and so great. I don't have. So I don't have to play with my mana pool at all.
1: That's true. That does help with uh, the 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 light sideboard splashes as well. And and, this and, just, and it's so you don't you, or you don't even have, just the light mainboard stuff too.
2: And you don't have to sideboard land to sideboard your other cards. Very true. So it's just more options. Yeah.
1: I feel I feel we're gonna have a, a higher uptick in triome usage this time around than when Aquaria was out. Yep. In my opinion.
2: So back onto the triomes we have uh Jetmir's Garden, which is the Nea deck or Nea Lions, so the red, green, white. We have Rafi um Ruffin's Tower. Which is the Esper, which is right? Esper, yeah, blue, blue, white, black. Then we have the Sparrow's headquarters, which is green, bl- white, blue. Then we have Xavier's um, Xavier's lounge, which is blue, black, red. Then we have Ziator's proving ground, which is black, red, green.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna test myself here to see if I remember because I just skimmed through the article here and it doesn't go into detail what each uh, what each tri- uh three color pairing is like thematically, so the the jund one the riveteers is like the underground boxing
2: league <laughs> of the um, time. It's the fighting club that we don't talk about exactly. What? So exactly, I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: The maestros are vampire. Uh, elegant vampire citizens that have assassins and stuff. Like, they, they're the ones that put on the pretty face and but have killers and stuff in the they're background. They're the hit list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Obscura, they're the ones that, like, have the shady shit going on. They hide everything. Like, they're the ones that put cinder blocks to the bottom of your feet, but also, like, go to the high... high high society dining and stuff like that
2: they look like more of the thieves just based on the album on their emblem i would think they're more thieves like lock picking thieves
1: and i could be wrong because this is me just remembering from what was said on the video i do remember that the brokers the bands colored one they are the lawyers and the 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 muscle the holders of justice in new capenna and the cabaretta the Nea one, I cannot remember what that one is. So,
2: but yeah, they're uh, the full art lens for these, or the, just the full arts for these, are sweet. They're so fucking... so pretty, good. And it is uh, the, the foils are gonna look dope, but the, I know they're gonna foil the fo- but they're just gonna curl like no other. We're gonna, hey,
1: k- speaking of that, yeah, well, a quick little side note here. I was gonna get a video set up on Sunday, but I was too busy getting the trailer sleeping. In- no, I was getting a trailer. That was Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. I was getting a trailer, and I was getting a new intro made for the podcast while typing up some stuff. But on Wednesday, I am going to start a like a little video series on our Instagram of uh, showing how the Alex technique of uncurling foils, of putting the foils you know face to face, back to back, and then repeating that process onward putting a and then squeezing them nice and tight and putting a silica pack in there and we'll do an update and stuff.
0: Well, are you are you doing the front to back front to back and the silicon pack or were you doing the front to back front to back and then you were doing one of everyone facing the same way with the silicon pack and then I'm doing the sleeves. I thought we were going to we We're going to try out different ways yes. to see which one works best for you guys. Yeah,
1: and we'll just do like uh, yeah, like tiktok inspired videos maybe Hell we'll yeah. get a tiktok or whatever but either either way we're going to be doing that stick tune uh we'll be posting it but these triumphs whew, these triumphs look beautiful
2: yep they do
1: big g you want to talk about the ascendancies that are coming back okay so
0: we only have we only have the one right yeah, so we far. only have the one um so we've got broker's ascendancy coming here so it's uh one of each color so green white and blue enchantment card at the beginning of your end step put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control and loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control
2: that is gross that this is, is
1: going to be nuts
2: that is gross
1: attracts the super friends and commander is just, and honestly with all just just all just the just doubling super ability, friends
2: just everything that's double uh, double ability triggers are going to be absolutely crazy in those colors
1: Hardened Scales, uh, doubling season, and then you got. Well, uh, I'm just thinking about a tracks of Super Friends decks. Yeah,
0: that too. Like this is gonna just go bonkers.
2: This, this with annoyed procession, or uh yeah, procession. procession. Does, t- does tokens not count? Or anoint procession, but uh, doubling season. Uh, Catherine's crusade.
1: Yeah, oh, Catherine's crusade. Yeah, putting more fucking counters on
2: those things. Like just doubling stuff like that. Parallel lives, like. There's, Double it's, season, like you said. There's oh a bunch God. of other like green. Like ones. All the green doublers.
1: What's that? What's that one? That green one in uh, Jumpstart that doubles counters as well. It's like five mana or whatever. Primal. Beckoning. Primal. Uh, primal beckoning. Primal but,
2: urge. I thought it was.
1: No, primal surge is the uh, sorcery that puts permanents into play from your library.
2: Primal um, bellow is target player or target creature gets plus one plus one to each. Cr- force C control. Here,
1: scroll up and type in the syntax of uh set colon J and Primal
2: Vigor is what you're thinking. That's one I was yeah, it's four and what green. I have one or more tokens to put in the battlefields. So it's it's doubling season but doesn't affect you with negative ones. Yeah, there we go. Like That's doubling season was. does. That's why I think it's better than doubling season. Yeah,
1: so this ascendancy is fucking is 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 cool and I'm excited to see what all the other ascendancies are gonna be like.
0: Well, and then too. So going into this, so with the Triumph Lands, we've got these wouldn't be the full ones. These would be the well, they do have the fulls, but then they also have the um,
1: what would be the showcase ones. Yeah. So when we say full, it's the the quote unquote borderless, yeah ones that Wizards always says that they are like there's zoomed no art. No, no, this ain't the zoom art. I, this know,
2: is, I was I I'm just playing a JB. It's like, no, it's not full or zoom art. Fair, fair. But, yeah, the showcase looks as, as their art deco art.
1: Yeah, very straight, like, pins-style looking, like, lines, uh, ge- uh geometric looking and,
2: and, and stuff yep. like that.
0: Well, and the nice thing, too, it's almost like, like, it almost looks like a shrine. This would be at their headquarters of each family type oh, of a yes. thing. Yep. So.
2: Yeah, the the round table of each family. Yeah.
0: But then, honestly, so, you know, we got Christian asking here in the Discord, just looking at the lands here on a computer screen, mm-hmm. which one would you guys pick? The the showcase art or the borderless art? Which one would you guys pick? I would
2: go borderless.
0: Borderless. Okay. And okay. I'm on the borderless one too. The the showcase ones do look hella nice, especially with that frame working. And I like kind of the, the change to the background for the text box, but yeah.
2: I, I think they would be better. It'd be better for... Th- the showcase if they were the full art with a um, transparent text box
1: here i thought you were gonna say it would have been better if they th- that the showcase ones are the ones that you you frame up because that's what you always say with like it's like these are the ones that go frame
2: up well yeah usually are the ones you play with these are the ones you frame up but out of the ones out of these lands, the full arts would be the ones you'd frame They
1: do look
0: really Just because
2: you you get all five, and then you frame it because that is a pretty sweet color.
0: We got Christian commenting, holy crap, all three of you agreed. I mean, it's a first time for everything. That's true. (laughs) That is very true. But, I mean, here's the thing. Honestly, like these these showcase ones, I feel like it's going to be kind of for me, it's going to be that on the computer screen, I prefer the other versus the one. But as soon as I see them in person, I doubt it's gonna change, but it could be a... You know what it, this is a lot closer. A bit this better. is a lot yeah. closer than I thought it was gonna be as far as decision making. But honestly, I get my play sets of each. I'm not gonna be mad at whatever styling it is, but
2: so with with the full case and the full full art, that'd probably be your your sixty card deck, which you have four copies of yeah. each. And then the showcase would be commander your commander. Ones, yeah. So you just have the one of.
1: Holy shit. Now, some of you might be asking how are you going to be getting some of these cards? Let's cover some of the products that are coming with this. Oh. oh bravo. Thank good you. sir.
2: So, bravo. Thank you.
1: First of all, you've
0: been listening while you've been editing of how to do these job. transitions. <laughs> good
1: job. <laughs> All right, break he, learned, into it. he
2: learned new tricks.
1: Break into it. How are we getting these cool cards? We have draft, set, and collector boosters. Plus, there is, to those in Japan, so uh, Christian, I know you said you talk about traveling to Japan every frequently, uh, every so often. There's going to be a new Japan-exclusive compact 10-set booster display. So from my understanding of when Blake was talking about this, this is going to be just um, a Japanese-exclusive of like a taste of what a collector booster is going to be but with 10 cards instead and you can only get them in japan so if any kind of like arbitrage happens like maybe we can like get jay back on and talk about like what what his thoughts are when it comes to like these kind of packs because he picks up a lot of japanese cards and and stuff but there's going to be that as a way to get them there's going to be a bundle which is uh the which will have an, alternative, or an alternate art promo card and a spin-down dice that have not been uh, previewed. There will be theme boosters coming out, but not themed in color. They're going to be themed on the families of Streets of New Capenna. There will be pre-release packs, one for each family that includes a spin-down die and a oh, seeded family booster pack with a family-focused cards. And then there will be five Streets of New Capenna commander decks, one for each. Family. So right now they have a couple pictures of the product of what they're going to be looking like like the draft booster display the set booster display the collector booster display and in the theme boosters they have art of what one can expect to be some of like the legendary creatures that are going to be specific to those families that have not been shown so you got in uh, you got like an orc looking giant in the jund colors. <laughs> you got a very suave looking guy that makes me think of riley knight (laughs) in the esper colors you got a badass like very scary looking vampire lady in the grixis colors a flapper-esque lady in the naya colors and a very suave looking broker person were in 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 the bank in the band colors
2: pickpock pickpock pickpocketer yeah yeah oh yeah no oh Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, what oh, fuck? Hold on. Give me a second. I'm trying to think of the game name. What's the the uh, uh Dishonored? Dishonored is also another game that you can like use to help describe the art Ooh, style of this game. Yep, I fucking love Dishonored. Oh, I haven't played that in for so long. God, being an adult sucks. I don't have time for video games.
0: So Christian's saying if we all roll into the pre-release, we need to get our pinstripe suits and go. I'm in. Me too.
2: I don't have money for that. <laughs> Go rent Matt, a, you have that one for me?
1: Go rent a suit. So, how we mentioned in the dates that there's going to be a commander launch party that's happening between April 9th, April 29th and May 1st. There's going to be some promo cards there. So, pr- there's going to be a participation promo of Swiftfoot Boots for everybody who enters in the commander launch party. But, if you bring a friend, you're going to get a new art mind stone. But only if you bring a friend. And your friend gets that too and stuff. So, and that's kind of what we got right now on Streets of New Capenna. All the information that was announced last week. And of course, stick to us. Listen to us every week. We will give you all the information regarding Streets of New Capenna as it comes out. Hell yeah, we will.
2: Previous start in a month.
1: One month, which I feel is, you know, uh, a good amount of time before anything. Yep. But with that, I think we're ready to jump into the counter currency section, don't you? Let's do yeah, it. I suppose. Let's talk about some magic prices. So, how I was talking earlier about uh, with the Luris band. There's a card that is already moving up a price that I foresee moving up even more now because those Crixus Death Shadow decks are going to be like, yeah, let's try this. Here we have Hidetsugu consumes all, red black one. For an enchantment saga, it's a mythic rare from champion or not champions from Neon Dynasty. <laughs> Destroy each non land permanent with mana value one or less as the chapter one. Chapter two, exile all graveyards. Chapter three, you exile this saga and then return it to the battlefield transformed under your control and it becomes a vessel of the all consuming. It is an enchantment creature ogre shaman. Oh my God! It's a shaman subtype. Okay, uh, it has trample, and then whenever vessel of the all-consuming deals damage, put a plus one plus one counter on it. And then whenever vessel of the all-consuming deals damage to a player, if that player has dealt if it, if it has dealt ten or more damage to that player mm-hmm. this turn, they lose the game. They lose the game. This card has jumped up three hundred and three percent. Now at around uh, $12.21. Oh, I got to do the spiel here. So in Contra Currency, we read an amazing article called The Weekly Winners off of mtgstocks.com that they come out every week on a Friday. And they post this up on a Friday. We record on a Monday. If there's any price discrepancies between then and now, we will let you know. And as of right now, we will let you know that the market price of Hidetsugu Consumes All is Nine dollars and twenty six cents. You have an average price at eleven fifty nine, so slightly down from what it was on Friday. Foil prices of Hidetsugu Consumes All is fourteen sixty four, and this has a few other uh, printings as well. You have the I don't I can't remember what this other variant is called. The showcase variant of Hidetsugu Consumes All. The market price, the average price, are both like eighteen dollars and seventy cents, while a foil of it is around twenty eight dollars. So this is moving up in price because of uh, Modern and stuff. Like, Modern decks are using this, uh, Pioneer decks especially. You got Rakdos Midrange and Five-Color Niv-Mist. This can be picked up by Niv and stuff. And if I understand, Jun-Sak is still a very powerful deck in Pioneer. And you're going to be hitting the Cat and the Witch's Cauldron and all the food with Hit yep. who Consumes All and just exile their graveyard. So that hits them hard. So Five Color Niv is going to be using this as kind of like a hit piece for there. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the Rakdos decks, um, it, it, the the exiling your own graveyard is a little unfortunate, but... Rakdos players that use this in their deck can definitely use it to a more uh, to to benefit them more because they can like sculpt their graveyard of what they're okay with losing when it hits the Chapter 2. So those are uh, some of the decks that are playing it in Pioneer. But also, this one actually caught me off guard. So quote from the article here, but we're seeing it played as a four of in Legacy Grixis decks. When this card was released, I already saw the Make Grixis Great Again post on the Legacy subreddits. Remember what I said about Modern and Urza's Saga? The same is true for Legacy, where a card that can deal with all those cheap permanents is amazing. It also deals with enchanter strikes and gets rid of most creatures in popular archetypes like Izzet Delver. So in the article, they have a list of a Grixis Legacy deck with Hull Breachers, Baleful Strix, Force of Negation, Force of Will, Fatal Push, Brainstorm, Days Undoing, and then four of Hidetsugu Consumes All. It just wipes away all those rocks. Bye-bye. And uh, so not only in Legacy, but Commander as well. Commander it takes out all the treasure tokens and all the low drop uh, soul rings and uh, mana crypts as well. Next up in the weekly winners, we have Richard Garfield, PhD from Unglued. Is this the Unglued set? Unsanctioned. Unsanctioned printing. So this is a reprint of it because it was originally printed and unhinged. There we go. So this card is moving up, and it jumped up 275%, now trailing around shy of $6. Oh, I should read it. It's blue blue three for a 2-2 legendary creature human designer that reads, you may play cards as though they were other cards of your choice with the same mana cost. You can't choose the same card twice. Mana cost includes colors. This one I actually had to read. Of like, okay, so why are we having an unsanctioned card pop up here? And there's no real reason for it other than it being a, a targeted buyout that card collectors would love to have in their possession and stuff. And it's it has art of Richard Garfield, the creator of Magic the Gathering. So not just, much to that. Just one of those fun fun beam spikes. So right. Oh oh, and as of today on Monday, the market price you can still find Richard Garfield PhDs for around three dollars and three cents.
2: Hell yeah.
1: Next up in the weekly winners, we have Sigil of the Empty Throne, the Time Spiral Remastered Printing. This is white white three for an enchantment that reads whenever you cast an enchantment spell, create a 4-4 four, four white angel creature token with flying. Okay, say it with me, folks. Why is this moved up in price?
0: Does it have anything to do with the enchantment creatures that came out of, out of Neon Dynasty? Sir,
1: you hit the nail right on the head. Oh, man, that's so awesome. Get, I was right. You get a cookie. You want chocolate chip or ginger snap? Ginger snap. Good man. So, yes, uh, n- to the surprise of no one because of Kamigawa Neon Dynasty and the effectiveness of enchantment spells uh, and just the enchantment enchantment enchantress archetype that has been proliferated, not proliferated, a- expanded upon from then, is one of the reasons why Sigil of the Empty Throne is moving up. Last week, we talked about, or last week or two weeks ago, we talked about Hollowed Haunting, the four mana enchantment from Crimson Vow, that if you control seven or more enchantment creatures, uh, enchantments, creatures you control have flying and vigilance. So it's like you have a bunch of enchantments, and you're just giving your angels here vigilance, which is not half bad. But it's also noted, not only is the Time Spiral remastered, uh, printing of this moving up, oh, which is, jumped up 125%, which is around four dollars and forty-nine cents. But as of today, you can get the sigil of the empty throne for around three dollars eighty three cents. Average price of three dollars ninety eight cents. A foil of the time spiral remastered about eighteen seventy five. European average for sigil of the empty throne, fifty six cents or fifty-six pence. Hence. Pence. Hence. Hence. Hence so, there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> and so also in the weekly winners they show a whole graph of not only the uh, original printings but commander printings planes chase printings conflux printings of it all all of the sigil of the empty throne variants are moving up in price from like a dollar to a buck 25 from 50 cents to a buck 75 the biggest one here we have a buck 75 that was yeah 50 cents and stuff not too long ago Christian says it is pronounced cents. Pence is only in the UK. They use their, they have their own stuff because they're their own island. Dukes. Okay. I knew there was a thing with that. Anyway, go on. But uh, there you have it. Those are the weekly winners. Oh, shit. I suppose it's me now. Yeah. You want to give us some of these cheap pickups? Hell, yeah, I do. So first
0: up on the cheap pickups, we've got Glorious Sunrise out of... Shit. Is that Val? Yeah, it's yes. Val. All right. And this is sitting at $1.48 and slowly trending up all right this card was found on in the mtg stocks premium penny stocks feature this card started pre-saling at almost ten dollars and dropped quickly after that it has steadily been having upward trends for some time now and the market price has surpassed the average price good time to pick it up so there we go you heard it here well you heard it from us first here
1: today This card is intense, like, reading it. It's like, I don't remember seeing this card during spoiler season. So here
0: you go. It's three colorless and two pips of green enchantment. At the beginning of combat on your turn, choose one. Creatures get plus one, plus one, and gain trample until end of turn. Target land. Gets tap. Add three green mana until end of turn. Draw a card if you control a creature with power three or
1: greater, or you gain three life. This is intense. And this falls into Enchantress style decks, like primarily going to be seeing this thing more in commander, I'd say than like pioneer or for modern, but five mana to do an overrun effect to make lands produce more mana. So it's like turn five, do this. You have an extra land. So like on turn six, you give your six land after you cast this tap to add three. I don't know. That seems pretty good, yeah. and then the draw, just straight up drawing a card seems also pretty solid. In green decks, not, it's not going to be hard to have a creature with power three or greater. That's almost like that's the easy part.
0: It's the four or greater sometimes tends to be sometimes the harder part at lower lower
1: mana values. Right, but here it's three or uh, lower or three uh, or greater.
0: Yep. But we got next up on the cheap pickups, Kieranos. God of Storms at $5.04 and trending down. Yeah. So then the next one, again, this kind of like makes me a little upset because I bought this. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Ophiomancer, specifically the one out of the uh, Commander Collection Black version, is sitting at $10.03 and it's stable. So, I mean, I'm not too heartbroken by
1: it, but... Yeah, it's not like it lost too much from like the pre-sale prices. The pre-sale prices of of Ophiomancer were twelve sixty. Yeah, so it's so, like it didn't go down that much. And this is this is definitely one where it's still like a limited print of it. And it's just it's
0: more so the fact of it's the limited print of the art style. And I believe if I'm remembering correctly, the Commander edition, the Commander collection packs are print to demand, aren't they? No, nope, they
1: just gave them out to the LGSs and stuff. There's right. no second wave. Okay. Um, and the and then there's less of the foil variants yep, for the because premium.
0: Those, those just went to the premium stores. That's right. Correct. All right. So yeah, those are sitting there. I know I've got mine and it's sitting in a sleeve already. So there we go. Yeah. It, so
1: I guess like my pick that I've been kind of like sticking to of cards. It's uh like to look at hidetsugu consumes all actually which is surprising again this is just going on the fact that with Lur's band in modern and pioneer that this card is going to be seeing more play uh, as, uh, looking at the modern lens right now you have drc you have regavan you have these treasures that are getting made not only that but you have whatever the urza's uh, urza saga makes that whether it be the construct or the artifact that it tutors up. Other prominent decks, primetime, it just smokes like a good chunk of those creatures in there of uh, a boreal grazer or the Sakura thingamabob and the amulets. It, it just hits all of those. And we can't forget the fact that it exiles graveyards. Ex- exile is all, so
0: the, you know and ex- it's not one of those one-sided things where it's like, oh well, it only fucks up my opponent. It fucks you up
1: too, so you got to plan around it. Yeah, but I don't think, I think if you're running this card, you're going to be trying to set it up to be in the most advantageous position for the exile effect to go off, to yeah. where you're going to benefit it for more. And then let's not forget about the back end of this thing where it just gets bigger. It's a three-three trampler that can get bigger with each hit. And then if is whenever you decide to hit them in one turn with power, with ten power 10, 10 damage with that they're dead. And then you have you have cards like Teamer Battle Rage. So all you have to yep. do is like pump it twice, and then just like Teamer Battle Rage it up, and then they're they're dead.
0: Well, and then there's other ways too to you know just slap an equipment on it that makes it so okay. Tap it, it pings for damage, and then there are ways to untap things too. Right, plenty of way. I th- feel like that kind of strategy is gonna be more broken in
1: the commander setting than modern or legacy, but and like I was and speaking of commander, then like you have uh targets for this as well. Like like I said earlier, you have Sol Ring. You have the treasures that are coming from yep. smothering tithe. You have mana crypts, mana vaults that you're gonna be taking out with this and just any any token. Like you don't even have to make a treasure tokens. Like you're gonna be running into people that have Squirtle tokens or people that have oh, yeah. Hydra tokens or people that have sapperling tokens. <laughs> Danny,
2: I haven't ran Rith for so long. You haven't. Hey, would it hit those plant tokens?
0: I smacked your ass with the other weekend. It yes, would totally would. hit those plant tokens. Those yeah, plant well.
1: tokens would be smoked. That's it a would. good thing. Good thing I had flash speed magic. So indeed, indeed. So yeah, I guess that's kind of like my pick. It's like I'm really, I'm really high on Hitetsugu Consumes All as as being like a card to look at right now. Being so. Again, uh European average is about five dollars. Market price in America is nine twenty six. You can go on TCG Player and find them for eight fifteen and you can go on card market and get for five bucks. Five pounds. Euros. Euros, five Euros. It's it's an E, not an L, my bad. This week in currency.
2: Christian's just shaking his head at you. <sighs> I'm sorry, bud. I'm so sorry. Forgive me.
1: So, talking of all these prices uh, and keeping up to date on all these prices, keeping uh, uh, zoned in on all these prices, big G, how can how can one do that?
0: I'll tell you how, after I tell you about my the meme that just popped in my head, I picture just a picture of Christian and the subtext is just yells in German. Anyway. <laughs> Shaking his fist.
2: <laughs> While holding a beer.
0: But... If you are looking to pick up some cards, and you know what, Matt, it's funny that you mentioned things. This can even, this next thing I'm gonna tell you, can even pick up sealed product too. You're looking to pick up at a cheap price or knowing when to sell. You could always go to uh, TCG Sniper, where they set you up with alerts of letting you know when a card hits a certain price, whether you're looking to pick up a cheap pickup or when to sell things at a certain price.
2: Finish your, finish your spiel.
0: You can even do sealed products, too. I know our buddy JB has got some modern masters on his list. And you can make a list, too, so that way you can get a whole spiel of things. And if you go over there, you can go ahead and get signed up for their plus membership. And if you say the, the guys from This Week in MTG sent you, they'll give you three months of that service for
1: free, which you will have to remind me, though, on the, uh, the numbers of each. So the uh, the the free to use, you get five cards that you can enter in, uh, whether it be sealed product or cards. Uh, but as soon as you get the plus, you get 50 cards that you could enter in and get notified on set. 50 items. 50 items. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I just want to say this as well. Now is a good time to totally be joining TCG Sniper. They are working on – they have some big plans that they want to be doing. So mm-hmm. jumping in now seems like a pretty solid time, just, you know, doing that and and if you go over there sign up seriously let jonathan and penguin know that we sent you yep yep i'm gonna okay okay finish my spiel. what
2: i was commenting on the discard okay
1: (laughs) it's like i know what people are doing in germany they're yelling at you
0: okay so
2: with a beard in their hand
1: hell yeah so are we ready for 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 a thought cast here how how fast can we get this done i say not very fast Let's see if we can get this done in 12 minutes. 12 minutes. All right, here we go. So real quick rundown. Um, While
0: we were playing a game with Christian the other week, he talked about the Commander Clash conversation that they had on their podcast, specifically talking about commander band discussion, but mainly the commander band announcement that came out. And while I was getting a bar set up and everything on a Sunday morning, I had my headphones in. I was listening to the podcast myself. And they were kind of talking about things about how – Really, like the commander ban list almost shouldn't exist, and, and I can I'm paraphrasing quite a bit on this. Uh, mainly, one, it's been two weeks since I listened to it, but they had also kind of talked about how really the ban list really is just for you going into
2: sanctioned events.
0: Sanctioned events going into LGSs where maybe you're not familiar with the pod you're going to play with. But more often than not, when I think of Commander Play, and I'm guessing when you guys think of Commander Play, and when a lot of our listeners think of Commander Play, hey, I'm going to go play with my friends. And what have we always talked about on this podcast already? And a lot of people have too. Rule zero. Rule zero. It's like it's a thing. Because it is a thing. Oh, my goodness. Talking about, like, and they go into this about whether or not some cards should be, they don't go into specifics about, whether or not hey this specific card let's ban it yada 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 but they just talk in a general sense of you kind of have to sit here and go hey am i going to be a decent person today or am i going to be an ass and yes. having nothing to do with what color you're playing <laughs> danny
2: i i have i have decks like that like i obviously i have right now i think i've 9 decks kind of made that i have at my access to use like i have my rift deck which is kind of an asshole deck it can be then i have my um zer deck which is the complete asshole deck and then i have my group hugs which is like hey i'm gonna be friendly you guys do whatever you want and i'll just give you resources to do it
0: But yeah, and then it just kind of goes into that too where it's like, okay, cool, I'm going to play with my three friends tonight and I'm sure, who knows, maybe we'll play a game tonight. But it kind of goes into that, you know, hey, what are we going to play tonight? Oh, I'm going to play this. You know, Danny's really hung up on his group hug deck right now so he's going to play his group hug. So what are the other two of us going to play within our three-person pod type of a deal? Yeah, I'm going to play this and then we get a salt report for the next week. So there we go. (laughs) But they talk a lot about, you know, it's... When you're with your friends, kind of having that rule zero conversation, and now you're seeing a lot more of those gameplay shows like I Hate Your Deck, doing that rule zero conversation. And to side tangent a little bit about a different show and a different group of people, the latest episode that I told you guys to watch... I did. One, the freaking Kyle Hill intro... 10 out of gain, 10 right uh, so gain. shut up I'm talking
2: <laughs> yeah Matt shut up
0: Um, but goes into it and they go when they get to Kibler he's like this is a deck that strictly has cards in it that I played while I was on pro tour and here's the thing it has a card that is on the commander ban list primeval titan because it was in one of my decks and they talked about it and they're like hey you know what yeah it's on the ban list but hell yeah let's go and then spoilers. Skip ahead thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Um, you know, later in the episode, goes on fucking Armageddon's, and just everyone is sitting there like, "Fuck you, Kibler." Yep. And it's just that's sit- me, <laughs> that's you, and it's just sitting there going, oh, "Okay, that's fucking awesome." And then Kyle is just like, well, I'm, "I'm gone. I- you can have the deck. I'm out of here." I'm just kidding. Don't fucking take my deck. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and it it just goes into that and like truly until this becomes a 100% sanctioned format that gets played on the pro tour, gets played attention or gets attention in the world championships, anything like that. To me, this is, will always be a tabletop tabletop format of the game.
2: It's not going to be, there's, that's the thing. You can't really, I suppose you can make it like a tournament format, but you, can't
0: well you you can and you can't and i mean like when we talk about things like our crazy eight stuff coming up here at paradox when they did it before it was constructed commander whereas this time around they're going to do commander legends drafting but within that you had to follow the rules of the game of here's our ban list you do have to follow the ban list because we're calling this a quote-unquote sanctioned event yeah or you go to the you know the Grand Prix, you go to all these bigger events that are happening. And yep, they have commander pods, which you know what? You could probably have that rule zero conversation of, hey, there's a banned card in here, but I like this deck and I like the build of it. Here's what it does. And optimally, I can win on this turn type of thing, or I can go off on this turn. Mm -hmm. And it's just, if you get a group of people that you're sitting down and good enough, Friends with, or at least have maybe chatted with, and have that honest conversation, and I think that's the huge part. Yep. Just being honest and not being a my deck is a a level
1: six power level, but really is freaking CDH ten level.
2: Actually, I'm not CDH at all.
1: Little side note: Join the Discord. I posted a uh, a comprehensive uh, Commander power level ranking Reddit post that I saw, <laughs> and it's pretty fucking hilarious.
2: What, Wade was on the Twitch stream for a bit? Yes.
1: Yeah, he ran away.
2: What the fuck? You missed out? God damn it.
0: But then then they also go into something along the lines of, you know, talking about the Rule Zero conversation, all these articles that come out too. And it's like, you know what? Here's the thing. I want to play. I don't want to sit and read five different articles every single day of the week and then have a 30-minute conversation before we start playing about the game. So that's like the real thing about. Here's the thing: if you're gonna do the real zero, zero conversation outside of your play group, take a minute. That's all you need. Here's what my deck does. Here's what I wanted to do. Here's what it could do if it's uninterrupted.
1: Here we go. So yeah, when it when it when it came to them always being like like, like they were very adamant. You got Krim and you had oh jeez, what's his name with a T. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. But pretty much the host, I can't remember his name, but like they're both talking about it's like you have these rule zero conversations that last like 20 minutes. Tomer. Tomer. There we go. And I'm like, thanks, Christian. And I'm like, who has a 20 minute conversation on rule zero? Is this like, is this just hyperbole to like build
2: up like, oh, uh, that's like quarter of your game it's just talk yeah and it's
1: like for rule zero i've had rule zero conversations with randos and stuff as well and it's like hey this is a varina uh a zombie beat your face and has the potential to combo deck here Yeah, not not aggressive combo but like solid combo but i mean and it goes into that too of like i think about
0: well what did we play like three weeks ago after we got done recording
2: yep something like that last time i was here
0: I think honestly, the most time we took was us bullshitting about things, going, "Oh fuck Matt and his goddamn decks." Oh Garrett, fuck you too. Yeah, I'm just sitting f- here playing group
1: hug. But you see, right? when that comes to it, we're you know we're friends. We're we're well aware of what our decks already yeah, can the do. The stupid shit. That and that do. was a that was a big point. Uh, so I wrote some notes when I listened Ooh, because I was getting prepared for this because I know you wanted to talk about this. One of the things that they're talking about is like the philosophy. Of commander and who the uh, the RC makes these bands for, RC has gone on several occasions to say that their target demographic is the casual player with a well-established group already. Uh, they reiterated that on their quarterly BNR update that they made at the beginning of February. So and they mentioned that previously as
2: well in the what was it November October
1: BNR announcement that they had
2: as well. So, to go off that, so you said the RNC is aiming towards the well, what was the words? Established. The, the
1: well-established players. Like where Kids. It's like so. those that you, uh, their, their words, uh, paraphrasing here, it's like those that you have a vested interest in their time of the game as compared to those that you do not have a vested time interest in the game. So, friends v. randos. And stuff like there, so they've gone and said that their target demographic is friends who play, friends which, who play who which, know each
2: other, which doesn't make sense of why to have a ban list. If if you're if you're if you're aiming towards those players who play together continuously, that's another note in here. Continuously playing together, they've already created their own ban list per se, or they've already had decks to deal with those cards that are going to be banned. The ban list should be for those who are new to playing or the sanctioned events if they were ever to happen
1: to give guidelines yes exactly where it's like okay so here's like the base rules of how to play the game it's you know it's before you go into the custom options of smash bros it's like I don't want the lightsaber and stuff, but you always start with all items in Smash Bros. And yep. Stuff. And then it's like, you want to get to the very serious and then you have no items in Smash because that's the proper way and you play it on the Final Fantasy level or whatever the fuck it's called and shit. And we're real Smash players. Sorry. Why do you get smashed and go play Smash then? I, I, I played a drunk game. <laughs> Okay, we're A not going we're not going
0: to tangent <laughs> off that way. Let's keep continue on the conversation so Danny doesn't get mad about us staying
1: late. He would appreciate that I one care. because it involves him. He's the one that caused me to get smashed that night.
2: <laughs> you caused yourself to get smashed.
1: If you didn't suck so much I just said, I just set,
2: I just set the rules. <laughs> you just didn't follow them. Okay.
1: So, when you were talking about like the RC and like their rules and setting and like one of the things that they uh in the commander clash podcast they were talking about is like is the rc needed and stuff no. like why are they here making these rules like uh and one of the other key points that they brought up it's like for for a company like hasbro that is banking on commander being like the main money revenue for Wizards of the Coast. Like it's been on their quarterly quarterly reports that Wizards has been like half the revenue of Hasbro and yep. stuff. And it's not only based on Arena, but it's also based on like the kitchen table commander play. And it's like, why are you guys letting Hasbro, a company, Wizards of the Coast, a company, letting a, a random group of people who aren't that affiliated into uh, in, into Hasbro. You got Gavin, du- Gavin Dugan is one who actually works with Wizards of the Coast. He's one of the RC members. So you got uh, Sheldon Menry, Gavin Dugan, and I can't remember the other two. Uh, Logan, I want to say, is the name of another guy, uh, the other guy, but I can't remember the fourth. But like, they're not hired on officially by Wizards. They're like consultants and stuff. And uh, they have... They have been consulted when it comes to like making cards for the format. We can look at Lutri as an example, where Sheldon specifically mentioned it's like we were consulted by Wizards, like when they made Lutri. Be like, yo, this is a card we want to make. What do you think? And that's how we got the preemptive ban in Commander of Lutri because the RRC heard about that before. So it's like they're affili they they're they're affiliated with Wizards, but they don't have. They're, they're not so like as, they're not paid by watsy
0: they're yeah. not on the payroll but they get consulted every now
1: and then yeah they're like under the table kind of thing and the way that uh the way that uh safford olive was talking about it is like is the rc just kind of like a scapegoat for the biggest format in commander uh for watsy and stuff it's like oh if something is getting uh, is having an issue in commander it's like we're not the ones in charge it's these guys they're the ones that are making the rules and like does the the rc hear this and understand that they're the scapegoat and they're like really toting a fine line of like we got to balance this that way we can still be here because i don't know i'm thinking in my head like if the rc fails like i mean commander is still clearly going to go on but there's going to be like some form of only in a franchise players, I think. Only in the franchise players. God, here I am, just like speaking and thinking all at the same time, and it blows, it blows my mind
2: on this. Yeah, uh, so it
1: goes. The RC is built
2: of four people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sheldon Manry, Gavin Dugan, Logan.
2: Nope, it's Scott, uh, Larby, Scott Larby, Toby Elliott, Gavin Dugan, and Sheldon Marion
1: Okay, do you need Scott Larby? I don't
0: know. I think, I think the RC needs to stay. The reason being is because eventually Commander is going to become more of a sanctioned event. Yep. So having having the presence already established and kind of seeing how they make thought process and the fact that there is a group that is looking into Commander play and how things are working where you know they're able to look at events that happen. They're looking at um, EDH rec statistics and stuff like that. They're able to go, hey, here's the thing. We want, we want this format to be fun. We want this in format to be enjoyable. If you want to be a try hard, I'm going to beat the shit out of everybody. Go play CDH, you know, go, go play the competitive version of it. But if you're sitting here looking to be the casual side of things, we want to make it an enjoyable thing for you. Is it necessary in this current moment in time? Eh, Maybe not, but. Somewhere down the line, somewhere in the future of magic, because going off of the buffet analogy from Rosewater that we've been... It hits again. It it hits again. The game is always evolving. The buffet is always changing. There's new items getting added all the time. It's always expanding. So it's one of those things where in the evolution of Commander, as things are going on, you know what? Here's going to be the thing eventually the rules committee for commander is going to be a necessity that happens and for right now we do have moderately sanctioned events at the bigger events at our local LGSs. that it gives guidelines for hey we wanna we want this to be fun and we don't want someone to just come pub stomp everybody that shows up new players experienced players somewhere in the middle players so here's at least some guidelines for us to follow for this particular event you want to go play your deck with your Primeval Titan with your Iona Shield of Amaria? Hell yeah! Go do that in your tabletop with your group of friends after you have a conversation of Hey, I want to play this version of my deck. Okay, cool. Bye. Let's have fun.
1: One of the one of the key things that I remember that really stuck to me it's uh, when it comes to like Magic. Not like from the conversation, but they brought it up. I mean, they did bring it up, but it's like Magic is a game that we have to build the pieces <clears throat> we have to build the pieces for it. like uh an example of like chess like chess is there like all the pieces are there you don't have to go and keep buying expansion I- I- expansions to play chess and with magic you got to keep buying expansion there's different flavors there's like uh 4d ch- like you can make like a 4d chess j- chess kind of deck and an opponent can make like this um farm style uh pineapple tree (laughs) fucking chess kind of thing like the, the 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 variety that commander gives a player in magic to do it's like you're you're then taking these two vastly different style decks to try and play one cohesive game together i hope i i did a good job explaining something like putting my 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 thought process into there but it is, it is crazy to think about in that kind of uh, degree, you know? It's like, holy shit, yeah, everybody has access to all the cards, but we're going to be doing it in a certain way. It's like, you're going to be playing chess, and I'm going to be playing checkers, or you're going to be playing chess, and I'm going to be playing sorry, and, and things like that. Like,
2: No, yeah, that makes sense. I'm just thinking like the bans are instruction, like the RC, like the RC shouldn't be allowed to call out a... One card by itself, like a normal boundless I think more of what they've already done is getting rid of the whole anti ability. Uh was the other one that they got rid of?
1: They got rid of the conspiracies.
2: Yep. Um, companion shouldn't be an option either. You can still commander. have companion, You
1: just can't have Lutri. But I mean, you don't get with wish boards in commander either.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's stuff like that that they that they should have rights to ban but not a certain card again
1: i I, like the thing when it comes to the rc the rc's goal i think like maybe the biggest thing is like the rc's goal of who their demographic is when they when they're making these these banned and restricted announcements towards is that they're making it for the casual group of friends and not just like the going into your LGS and running into three other randos and being like, Hey, I want to play a pick a game of commander and stuff like they're targeting people who
2: play with each other. Right. Frequently, which makes absolutely no sense. Yeah.
1: That have the ability to like be like, yeah, no, I'm fine with you playing Primeval Titan and stuff and who make the rules again. EDH is a casual format. Like, wasi has gone on and say that as a casual format like they acknowledge the fact that people want to play competitively but that's the same thing that they do like kitchen table magic in 60 card formats 60 card decks is bigger than any other format like that's what magic players play is they cards of what i have kitchen table top and they make up their own kind of stuff and it's like this is how i know the rules work it's like i don't care that this a saga or original urza saga card can't be played in a modern tournament with this uh lightning bolt or whatever and shit like that because they're not they're not legal together but it's like they'll play with the cards that they want and they're focusing on casual and you know i guess that maybe comes to the whole fact of like the uh organized play (laughs) and stuff with command with uh not commander but just like uh magic and stuff but that's a, a whole nother uh basket of worms or can of worms a whole other can of worms yep but you know what i think this
0: is a good stopping point i'd say if people have made it this far tell us your thoughts on if commander is a casual or competitive format and why you think that way
1: let's end it right there and with that magic folk fuck blue (laughs) (laughs) thanks to all you perfect thanks to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 128 of this week at mtg big shout out big thank you to you for listening taking your time you made it to the end of the podcast pat yourself on the back uh i didn't hear anybody from last week messaging me yet of what the secret word is i'll repeat the secret word we'll do the same secret word this week uh if you're listening to the edited version of the podcast send me a message with uh, tippy canoe and tickle tickle me too <laughs> and we'll go from there uh, but also, want to give a big shout out to our patrons who think that this content is worth supporting. You're all a BAMPS. A BAMPS? BAMPS.
3: BAMPS.
1: Badass motherfuckers. We'd also like to give a big thank you to Jado Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. Now, they are the, your your source for anything to get magic related. Now, finally, do you guys have anything else you want to add to this podcast?
0: You know what? Have a fun, fun one. Play some magic. Danny? I'm
1: good. Oh, you already said you're fucked blue? You're good?
2: I've said like four times.
1: So all right and with that magic folk we'll catch you next time see ya peace out
3: congratulations you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG your listenership means so much to us make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Play or on the podcatcher of your choice
0: Ooh, he's flying.